Hi, and welcome to another podcast with your host, Miriam Khan, Raise Your Vibes. And with me today, I have yet another beautiful and remarkable lady called Audrey Hamiter. Audrey was uh, one of the other joint authors on the book, She is Remarkable. Would you like to say hello to the audience, Audrey? Hello, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Miriam, for You're the welcome. invitation. You're very welcome. Audrey, please start with a little bit of background to you and... Um, you know, what you do for your normal everyday today work. Let's start there. Sure. Um, so my name is Audrey Hammettner, as, uh, as Miriam um, uh, let you know. I, uh, I run a company called the Bedrock Program, and it is a um, practice that's focused on helping young people understand and develop their core values. And the concept of it is, once you know what it is that motivates you and truly pushes you to be more and excel more and get more out of life, you make more conscious decisions. Mm. So we like to focus it on looking at careers and looking at how you can sort of create that loose plan for yourself for the future mm. that actually gives you much more um, purpose and, and pleasure when you make decisions. Yeah, beautiful. I think I think that could be done a lot more. What made you come to this particular pivotal point where you decided that this is what we need? Because some of your, mm. that is covered in, in your book. Your your chapter is called The Passion of Empowering Youth, page 74. Absolutely. Um, I'll be putting obviously more details about that in your bio. But what made you come to that reality that we need this? So my background prior to 2018 was more about finance and operations and helping companies to be better and to bring new acquisitions together. And one of the things that I realized is that a lot of companies lose a lot of money, resources, um, history because of disengaged employees. Yep. People who literally fell into a track based on either a skill that they had exuded back in high school or the expectations of family and friends. And they just sort of felt like, well, this is where I am now, so this is what I'll just continue. Yeah. And what tends to happen is then you get to the latter part of their career and they've made some successes and they feel good mm -hmm. about the job that they've done, but not necessarily that they've made any strides on their purpose sure. and why they're there. And this is partly a science... Um, Researchers have proven this is partly why you find so many people doing the midlife crisis and making such big changes either in their career or their living situations or their spouse or because there's something else they're trying to fulfill and they're not quite sure what that is. Yeah. So it's a big journey. That in, yeah. Sorry? It's a big journey to make that, is, that realization. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it, the thing is that if you don't start when people are young, helping them understand these things. Yeah. It's so much harder to untangle where it's coming from when you're older. Yeah. Because you have the mortgage, the kids are in uni, you've got expectations, you've built a certain life that you now want to, you know, continue to show. And it's one of those situations where what research has found is that when people are aware as they're going, the changes that they make, because we inevitably make changes in our career yeah. and our past as opportunities come up, tend to still align with the core values. And so in 2017, I took on an operations role in Dubai 
for a K-12 school. Interesting. And one of the things that was interesting to me then was that the careers advisory in that school was no different than it had been for me back in the eight, in 1980s. And I literally was shocked, absolutely shocked. A couple of apps if students were interested, but in general, the structure was still the same. And there was zero focus on helping these young people understand their core values. So after some research, I thought, okay, this is, this is what I need to do as part of my core values of taking care of others and of trying to make a real impact in the world. Um, I decided to make that big shift and um, start my own uh, practice and really throw myself behind um, the whole concept of how do we empower youth, give them information that will make them stronger mm-hmm. as people before we put them out there and tell them to make their way in the world. Yeah, that is, I mean, you've touched many, many things that I have similarities. Though. I don't know if you, you've listened to my other podcasts. Um, I'm a teacher myself. I'm English background, special needs background. I was also senior leadership back in the UK. I also worked for the union. Many, many different hats. I always, and these are because opportunities have come to me. But you're right, that within education and in adulthood as well, in jobs. And I've worked in banking, by the way. I worked in, uh, even when I was teaching, I worked for Marks and Spencers whilst I was teaching. I've been an examiner. I've done lots of jobs at the same time. Each one has taught me many, many skills, many things. And you're right, when you're younger, you don't know that. It's because you have to go out there and experience it. One of the things I've personally loved about the UK system, there's lots of faults with it. When I was the union, um, you know, caseworker and member, there's lots of faults with it. But one thing I, I loved was the work experience opportunity kids got. Ooh. And since working abroad, that doesn't exist. And it's a shame because it gives you an opportunity for them to go and try new things, new skills, work for a company, work for a business. Uh, not to sound rude, many, 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 many teens are in this affluent position and they're accustomed to a particular lifestyle, they bank on it, pun intended, and think that that money will be there for a long time. Yet the core skills, the basic skills, not there. In my classroom, um, I keep trying to leave teaching, by the way, and I I have done other things. I've been setting my business up for two years, but God keeps saying, stay obviously where you are because we need someone like you until, until I go elsewhere. But there are, there are kids in my classroom, uh, because of my special needs background and English background, you can empower them and you have the opportunity, thankfully, to, to voice, well, hold on a minute, I can do this and I can do this and I have done this. And they're shocked that somebody Muslim, someone female, someone from another country was able to do that. I, I remember having a simple conversation with someone mm-hmm. and uh, said, oh, I have my own house. And they were like, what? So your 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 father bought it for you, right? No. But your husband? I said, no, I'm divorced. But no, I bought my own house and I bought my own house in Egypt too. But but no, how? And it was this, there's this penny dropped of like, you can go out, work for yourself, go and search different jobs, go and have a look. This particular thing we're doing in English or wherever, if you wanted to do, for example, if you wanted to be a lawyer, if you wanted to be a speaker and so on. But not all teachers are like that. So I love what true. you're doing. I love what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. It, it's, um, I feel like there, there, there is so much space 
for yeah. many of us to really grasp this concept and work with the young people. Yeah. And the times have changed now. Back in the days, our parents were the ones that mainly, you know, gave you the nudge and said, oh, this is a good field. And I recognize this about you. And But even parents these days are finding that the economy and the job yeah. market and the future is changing at such a rapid, rapid pace. Rapid. That, you know, they're losing track. Especially since COVID, that was that was a big shake up and wake up because Absolutely. I I don't know about you, I saw companies do ruthless things mm-hmm. to people worldwide. Yes, you know, and yes. ironically, I have a lot of disabled friends in the UK who have tried very hard to get into employment and mm-hmm. be told you cannot come into the office, even though we have Disability Act and various things, and then to see everyone go virtual and work from home was like, whoa, hold on a minute, I can be doing that from home yeah. as a disabled yeah. person, for example. Absolutely. You know? So, yeah, shaky ground. And I think that what's important, too, is there's been a lot of talk in the media, you were talking about companies, in regards to companies having to align core values with people. Yeah. And I really think that if our young people nowadays are really going to stand a chance, that not only do they need to be aware of the core values that they need to align with or want companies to align with. But they need to be able to put that out there in a way that companies can understand how they can align with it. Because part of the pushback from the company side, because I've also spent quite a lot of time recently um, consulting with companies on HR policies and, you know, operational strategies that are more inclusive uh, and empowering to employees so that we can, mm-hmm. you know, I can show them that there's, there is profitability in doing good business. But one of the issues that they've often come to me with is said, we don't know how we're supposed to do that because our structure in the past has always been about making the profit and the human resources are human resources. Correct. So with all this talk about core values, what is it that you want from us? And so it's really nice when you can say to young people, you know, understand this for yourself, what you're expecting. And then you can have a real conversation and you can evaluate those opportunities in the future so that companies can make the right shifts and know that it's about retaining talent. It's about hiring good talent. It's about keeping knowledge in your company. It's about increased proficiency and productivity because if people are yeah. feeling more engaged and they're going to feel valued, be... Audrey. Right. Uh, and that is not happening. I, I am unfortunately seeing that in many cases yes. where yes. literally whole schools are getting rid of staff that have been there 20, 30 years. Yes. In a school I worked in in the UK at Christmas, okay? Christmas, we were told 20 staff were being made redundant. Now, in a school, that never happens. You need to understand this. In the UK, that never happens. This was an inner-city high school, the most deprived kids that needed us. We we were one school that, that had a law that allowed us to wash the clothes of children. You don't know how hard that is to get that law, to shower them, all within safeguarding and child protection. Sure. Many of those children did not have electric, gas, water, a meal. We were their fixed place of some safe zone. And can you imagine those people that had stayed in that school, not because they, they, they were in a rut, they wanted to look after those kids. They felt 
obliged. They felt this, um, who else is going to care for them? So they yes. sacrificed. And they weren't on a big salary packet. They weren't on, we, we were, you know, for example, I, we had kids, three full-time police officers arresting kids on a daily basis. My goodness. Yeah? It wasn't the type of school that people would work in. And to well, do it's, that it's, is hard. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. And actually, if you think about it, the water implications. So they've let those individuals go, yeah. which is tough enough at yeah, Christmas. Yeah for those people but i'm sure that the workload didn't go down so no, if this gets shifted yeah, yeah. to the individuals yeah. that are left so here they are already overworked being worked even Correct. more here they are unsure about their own futures Correct. because more than likely in an organization that has that type of culture they're not communicating very well no. they're not trying to find innovative solutions with the staff to make no. things better and they're expecting more from everybody. Yeah. But at the same time, these young people who are obviously deprived, I mean, yeah, if you yeah. have to go to these lengths in order to support their mindset, their well-being, so that they're ready for their education, then when they go through the change of losing their favorite teacher, a confidant, someone who has shown that care and respect yeah. it's a blanket. that they've needed, yeah, yeah. And, and discipline, yeah. Then when you take that into the mix, that is a really tough scenario. Yeah. Sadly, that is a really tough sadly, scenario. Sadly, it was happening a lot. It's uh, And then to see it happening in the Middle East as well, in other places, it's, it's heartbreaking because you have your eyes open. You know what's going on, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. What, what are you doing at the moment? Because obviously right now people are listening to this podcast from an international um stage you got involved in this beautiful book with myself you know she's remarkable it's how did that happen for you what were the steps so i got uh an invitation to be a part of she is remarkable partly because of what i'm doing with the bedrock program and the fact that i'm a professor in one of the universities here in dubai wow. awesome um, yes um and and i love it and it's really good to to be on the ground with the young people as they've made that transition from yeah. high school and see and understand what it is they're going through from their perspective. Um, but also because of a lot of the work that I'm doing on well-being with young people through a company yeah. called Upstrive that I, that I support wholeheartedly. And in getting an opportunity to, first of all, I was honored to be considered remarkable because we go about our lives doing what we think is right. Yeah. And oftentimes we don't stop and say, we don't. Hey, wait a minute, there's something really great about what I'm doing. We just sort of figure it, let's keep plugging away. Yeah. So that was the first thing that sort of, you know, took me back and made me, made me smile. But then I think for me, the journey of the whole uh, chapter in the book was coming to the realization that while the work I'm doing is important to me, it actually could be seen as motivating and important to others. Of course it is. But as a woman, we often just take for granted our role is to take care of and our role is to fill these gaps in society, but we don't think about how that is perceived outwards. So I think when I first, when I wrote my first draft of my chapter and I sat down and I read it, and uh, I shared it with one of my best friends and I said, what do you think of this? And she just looked at me and her jaw dropped. And she said, I had no idea. 
because I wrote it from the perspective of not just trying to do something to empower young people, but also opening up about that whole transition from a career woman who has reached the pinnacles as vice president, global business operations, et cetera, to going out as an entrepreneur because of the cause. Yeah. And there was a lot of emotional, I guess you would say baggage or issues that I had to contend with, yeah. you know, fears about how people were going to see me yeah. in terms of um, my success. You know, as, as much as I'm confident about what I'm doing and why I'm doing it, society can be quite cruel. Oh yeah. And society will also drag you down, but at the same time, you failed before you've started basically. And you have yeah. to have that faith and belief in yourself. Yes. So that's not an easy journey, but also people will learn from you from doing that. Again, done that, been there, done that, got that T-shirt. It's, it's, it's scary. And you have to be the one that has that self-belief and you drive it with yourself. You nurture yourself. You've planted that seed. You know what you can do. But yeah, it's like being at the deep end and learning to swim. So oh my, my heart's off to you because you've stood your ground and I bet you the same people will look back and go, oh, you can do it. Oh, uh. and the reality is they're scared themselves. Yes. Yes. Oftentimes the reaction you get from others is how they're feeling yeah. about if they were the ones to take that step, yes. if they were the one to make that leap. It's often not about me no. and what I've done. And I've seen the contradictions. Yeah. I've seen people who have said to me, oh, are you crazy? <laughs> and then later on say, hmm. Can I have a freebie? Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's Absolutely. true. It's true. Absolutely. How can people get in touch with you, Audrey? Because obviously we'll put the information um, in the bio, you know, um, yes. for the podcast. The podcast is international. It's on various different platforms. So, you know, you, know, you don't know who will get in touch with you. You may not, you know, so. I am. Um, yeah, I'm look, I'm 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 very excited and supportive to speak with people to you know, I've been asked now to come on to a couple of conferences and talk about empowerment. Yeah. I talk very much about empowering youth, empowering women about core values and how companies and people can use it to, to better themselves. Well done, that's um, awesome. It's so important. So my email address, and I'm happy to give it out, is Audrey um, at Hammetner, H-A-M-E-T-N-E-R dot C-O. Um, they can reach me directly through the Bedrock Program. And that our website is www.thebedrockprogram.com. Okay, lovely. Um, yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn. They can also connect, uh, connect there. Lovely. And uh, yeah, and we're on Instagram. So please, uh, and we try to influence yeah. and support. And obviously, we'll be putting the details in how you can purchase, you know, our joint book as well, which is available Absolutely. in Dubai Mall. Uh, we'll put the link for that in the podcast. And obviously, this wouldn't be all been possible without Minna speakers. So their Absolutely. information I will provide as well. You know, it's been lovely having you um, on here, Audrey. And I'm sure we will have follow ups as well. Because what your journey is is very similar to mine, and it's nice to know that you've made those footsteps and you've gone ahead. So it's nice to have for me someone to look up to too. Would you like to say anything just as we complete our podcast for today to our listeners? Just 
Thank you so much for the opportunity. You're this welcome. has been such a great conversation. I've learned so much more about you. <laughs> um, and you're I would welcome. love if, you know, when you're in the in, in Dubai or, or if I'm ever in Kuwait, that we get together yeah, and uh, that would be lovely. And, and have a coffee because be there's lovely. so much more that I know we can all learn from each other. And I've met such wonderful women. Yes. Um, in this collaboration. Correct. Correct. But, uh, I'm really, I feel really blessed. Yeah, by are. the opportunity and what it's it's done. So we are. Um, thank you for everything you're doing. This podcast is amazing. Thank you. And I hope that other women are truly being inspired um, and empowered. Yes, along definitely. The way. definitely. Even if the journey is, takes a bit longer for them. Yeah, each in our own way. Thank you very Absolutely. much, Audrey. It's been beautiful to have you on here. So this has been Audrey Hamnitter and it's been Miriam Khan on Raise Your Vibes. Thank you for tuning in.